You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I for all events, for anybody that uh, wants to see the show, you can go to uh, YouTube and search Sports Grid Radio, and you'll see it. Uh, you can watch the video with the show. Uh, obviously, uh, we're on uh, satellite radio. We're on in San Diego. Uh, we're on Sports Map and and Byline. But you can watch the show on YouTube. Just search Sports Grid Radio to get on it. And uh, here's the deal. I'm just hearing now that uh, breaking news that the Yankees have announced that Garrett Cole has COVID-19 and will not start against the Orioles tomorrow at uh, the Bronx. So now Garrett Cole has COVID-19. Remember, they had 10 guys that had COVID-19 a couple weeks ago, if you remember. And now this guy gets it. I mean... It is astonishing to me, absolutely mind-blowing what is happening with this Delta variant and this COVID. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like it's never going away, ever. That it's it's just now here forever. And that it's become like the flu uh, that never goes away. The flu is with us every year. People go and get flu shots. And they hope to avoid the flu, right? Well, the flu's never uh, going away. And obviously, people get colds and they get the flu and whatever. But this thing uh, is, you know, it's different even from COVID in the sense that the Delta variant is uh, much more dangerous and certainly deadlier and um, certainly more transmissible. And it is just crazy to me that it's reared its ugly head again in this uh, form in that, you know, when people started getting vaccinated, the problem seemed to uh, go away and that it was really, uh, you know, for the most part, a done deal. And then uh, all of a sudden here comes this Delta and now it's back to uh, nightmare status around the world 
Forget about just here. It's all over the world. And in America, it's become a massive problem in every single state. All of them. And the reality is, uh, I've seen, as I'm sure you have, stories over and over of the impending doom of people that are unvaccinated getting uh, this Delta variant and ending up in the ICU with a ventilator hooked up to their mouth so that they can uh, live and breathe. Otherwise, they would be dead. DOA. Simple as that. And I've seen interviews with people that have actually got it, that were unvaccinated, that are now crying for a vaccine. They want uh, to be vaccinated now that they're on death's doorstep and they regret that they didn't get vaccinated. We welcome our radio affiliate, Sirius XM 204. That's our channel. Mightier 1090 in San Diego near Tijuana. Do you want a sports map, radio network, sports byline, USA Armed Forces Radio. It's for on a bench on a Monday night, late night from New York. Mafia is running the show. 844-843-6879. We're talking about uh, Garrett Cole has come down with COVID-19 now. The Yankees ace and the leader uh, in the horse race for Cy Young in the AL would be uh, most likely Cole at this point. Now he's shut down with COVID-19. And it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, now, I don't know who's vaccinated and, and who isn't vaccinated on the Yankees, so I'm not going to get uh, fancy here and try to uh, get into that realm or try to predict who's vaccinated and, and not. But the reality is this. In the NFL, uh, you're talking about the teams need to be at 85% uh, to essentially not have problems with the league where they're going to uh, – if you miss – uh, if, if you have a team loaded with COVID and you are in a predicament for playing a game on Sunday and because of the COVID, the Delta, whatever, you can't field the team, you will forfeit not only the game, but you will not get paid. And that to me was stunning before I went to uh, vacation where I was out in California. It was stunning to me that uh, they made those, uh, you know, threw the gauntlet down on the on the way they're going to run the league this year. And it's even more mind-boggling to me that uh, teams are out there with, uh, you know, under the 85%. There's a lot of them at 50%. And they're not at 85%. And some of the teams, like the uh, defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, Arian said they're going to be at 100%. So... It is beyond me. I, I just cannot fathom how I really just cannot understand it for one second. How these uh, teams and athletes and people in general, it's its just absolutely the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. That people continue to refuse to get that uh, vaccination shot. That's amazing to me. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country. 
including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Pharrell on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, so the first time that I uh, traveled in since the COVID started a year and a half ago was this uh, trip I took to California. And it was bizarre in itself that, um, A, I had to, obviously, uh, when you're in an airport now, you have to wear a mask the whole time you're in there. Uh, you have to wear a mask the entire flight. Uh, anyone that doesn't wear the mask, I mean, all hell breaks loose. They're just not leaving. They will not fly. They will not leave the terminal with if there's one person on the plane giving them the business. It's just a nightmare. It's like if one person gives them the business about the mask and refuses to wear the mask, they will shut down the entire flight. They will arrest. They will literally arrest the person that won't cooperate, throw them off the plane in handcuffs, and you will get a fine you'll never forget. I mean, you're talking $10,000. And I, I'm just sitting there like I felt, I felt like I was in um, – you know, it was no big deal for me. I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I wore the mask forever. So I, I played basketball with a mask on. I wore a mask every day working out. I didn't like it like anybody else, but I did it. I just did what I had to do. And I followed the protocols and the rules. It is what it is. So I go to the airport. I'm wearing a mask. I go to the plane. I'm wearing a mask. I fly to California. I'm wearing a mask. I did not have to wear a mask in Southern California. Now, in Los Angeles County, you have to wear a mask indoors and in restaurants and bars now. It's on. Uh, the, the mandates are on. But in Orange County and in San Diego, there was nobody wearing masks at all the whole time I was there. And I was sitting there for whatever, uh, eight or nine days. And I was like, are they going to? 
are they going to force us into wearing masks while we're here? Is it going to happen? Are they going to drop the gauntlet and make people wear masks? And I was like uh, worried that I was going to have to start, you know, wearing a mask everywhere I went when I was on uh, vacation, whatever. But I was just chilling at the beach. It wasn't like I was doing anything. Um, like I did all that Disneyland stuff and SeaWorld stuff when my kids were little. Uh, once my kids grew up and became cool uh, and became, you know, young adults, young teenagers, whatever you want to call them, in high school and junior high school, my kids are cool. My kids aren't, uh, you know, you, you got to uh, treat them like babies and take them to Disney World and, and SeaWorld every time uh, you're near those places. Like some people, like let's face facts, people get carried away with the whole Disney World thing. And they go down there and I mean, they're taking kids down there. I mean, Christ till they're married. I don't do that. Right. So I'm not, once I took them there a couple of times, I'm like, once they sucked the money out of me, uh, I was done with it. I'm like, here's the deal. You're too old. We're not going back there. That party's over. That ship has sailed. Uh, we're not doing all that. Uh, we've done it. Been there, done that. We're done with that. We're going surfing. We're going to the beach. We're going to the, uh, you know, California, we're going to, I'm going to take you to some cool places and we're going uh, to surf and we're going to the beach and we're going to party and we're going to go out to fancy uh, restaurants every night. That's what we're going to do. That's the vacation we're going to have. We're not going to have any of this. Uh, let's go sightseeing. Uh, you know, I've done all that I can handle. I go there for, with a mission. Uh, the mission is to hit the waves. The mission is to chill the most. And I think that COVID would have ruined it. If they made everybody wear masks all day, uh, it, it, there's no doubt about it. It sucks. But nowadays, now it's getting to the point where it's happening everywhere, where the masks are, you know, obviously creeping back into society. And uh, it's causing all kinds of problems. I mean, people are just freaking out. People are losing their minds over this. And it is affecting sports. I just told you, Garrett Cole came down with COVID today. He's done. He's not, he's not pitching tomorrow. He's not doing anything for the next two weeks. Uh, and God only knows who he's going to give it to. Um, and then NFL teams left and right guys with COVID, uh, the ones that are unvaccinated. Is it not incredible that people aren't getting vaccinated? I mean, that, you know, the thing that gets me the most is that people uh, refuse to get vaccinated. And uh, I, I saw this guy on, on David Muir on the ABC news uh, they had him on Good Morning America, and then they had him on the news tonight, the same guy. He said he was a conservative, uh, staunch conservative, and that his family was a uh, very conservative Republican, and uh, no one tells him what to do, and he's not going to have the government or anyone else tell him to wear a mask or to get a vaccine. No one's telling him what to do because he's a, it's a political decision. And they show this fat guy laying in bed, in the hospital uh, with a tube shoved down his throat. And literally they had his wife and son outside the, ho the hospital wall, outside the wall, looking in a window at him every day, all day, as the guy's in ICU with a tube shoved down his throat. And they interviewed him and he said that, uh, believe it or not, they got him, whatever, uh, in between his tube being shoved down his throat. They interviewed him and he said that he was a staunch Republican and that he was very conservative and no one was going to tell him what to do. And he, and he, he never even considered getting the vaccine. 
And then when he was uh, on death's doorstep and he was dying and couldn't breathe, and he, they told him, you're going to die, you, you have a 90% chance you're going to die. Uh, when, when he went to the ICU and they said, listen, you're dying, okay? So you're not getting better anytime soon. Then this loser, and I'm going to say it, then he was crying to get the shot. He was like, oh, my God, you got to save me because I have a son. I, I don't want to uh, have my son grow up without his father and ruin our family because now I need the shot. And you know what they told him? They said, it's too late. We're not giving you the shot. You, that's not going to do anything for you. It's too late. You're not getting the shot. So I hope all that Donald Trump stuff worked out for you. All your right wing political, whatever it is. I don't care if you're left, right, middle, green, yellow, orange, black, purple. I don't care what you are. Uh, it's amazing to me. That's the most astonishing thing in the world to me that people, uh, you know, there's people dying all over the world. There's already 600,000 plus people dead here. And then people are like, you know, no one's telling me what to do. I'm not getting any shots. My kids, nobody, we're not doing it. And then when they're dying, they're begging for the shot. How pathetic is that? I mean, honestly, like you won't get the shot, but then when you're dying, you want it. I mean, like I, I don't have sympathy for that. I really don't. I mean, it's a simple choice. And it, it's it's not a political choice, in my opinion. And if you don't like that, then have a sandwich with mayonnaise on it. I don't care what you think of me. This is simple. Uh, you know, I, I the thing that is, is astonishing to me is how you know that uh, millions and millions and millions of people have gotten the shot and they they're not the ones getting sick. And then they're like, oh, well, yeah, people still have breakthrough cases that are vaccinated that are getting sick. Uh, that are getting COVID. There's no doubt that's happening. And I, I know that's true. So fair enough. You win. Uh, there are still people getting sick with it. But guess what? Those people aren't the ones in the ICU with a tube shoved down their throat. They're not the ones in the hospital dying. They're just COVID-19 positive and they can pass it on to someone else. And then the someone else is someone that's unvaccinated gets it. And they're the ones that end up in the hospital dying. Right? That's exactly what's been happening. There's no getting around it. That's what's happening. It is what it is. And if you're unvaccinated, you have a, a massive chance to get this Delta variant. And if you are vaccinated, you might get it, but you're not going to be the one that's dying from it. You're not going to be the one that's in the hospital dying from it. You're just going to get it, get COVID. It'll be, you'll have like a couple symptoms and then you can pass it on to somebody else. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? <laughs> 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Such a badass. He just absolutely is a monster in the block. I just want to feel my burger finger up. You're so money and you don't even know it. So, uh, big night in the NBA with free agency deals. I want to get into that. But uh, honestly, what these guys have done in terms of Rizzo, Gallo, Baez, and uh, Chris Bryant with the Giants, it really was incredible seeing what Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant did, all homering in their you know first games with their new teams. And uh, seeing uh, Chris Bryant, I'm watching him right now, playing against Arizona for the Giants. And I talked about the Giants today on Coast to Coast. They really are unbelievable what they've accomplished, uh, even certainly without uh, Chris Bryant. Uh, way before Chris Bryant, they've been playing, you know, great baseball. And they've been a, a nightmare, as far as I'm concerned, for the Dodgers and uh, Padres. Uh, everybody thought and assumed that the Dodgers would run away with the West and that the Padres would be their problem. And uh, the Padres are now six and a half games behind uh, the first place Giants. And the Dodgers are three back of the first place Giants. And San Diego, still a very impressive team, a wild card team, no doubt, by uh, four games, their lead for that wild card. And all I know is uh, the Tatis injury is enormous. So if Tatis goes down, uh, they got him on the aisle now. If he has to have shoulder surgery, now remember, He's had this shoulder impingement and problem and labrum, whatever it is, from the beginning of the season and somehow has played through all of it, has swung through it, hit tons of home runs, has dove through it, making plays at, at short, has dove uh, into home plate, making slides all over the base pass, has done everything normal and played his ass off. And now uh, he's hit the IL with the shoulder problem. If they have to operate on that shoulder, you cannot tell me that the Padres' uh, chances are diminished. Uh, do I think they still have a good team without him? Yes. I, I still think they have a tough team. There's no getting around that. Uh, if he's out for any extended period of time, now the 10-day IL is no big deal. If he's, if he's got shoulder surgery, he's done. He'll be done. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, my bet would be that they'll be done. But I know a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people uh, think that they'll still be fine without Tatis, who is without a doubt um, the best player on that team. Uh, I think Machado's incredible as well. And I said today, I'm not sold on Hosmer's numbers this year. He, uh, to me, he's been um, unproductive, literally. And, uh, you know, Myers, Cronenworth, you can go on and on. Fam with this team, do you really think that they're going anywhere without Tatis? Tatis is everything to this team. And I think their pitching has been, it's like Darvish got injured. Snell has not been himself uh, for certain. And then, uh, you know, Paddock's been, as far as I'm concerned, he's been awful. And uh, they obviously 
uh, have some issues. So you lose that guy, and that's a massive problem. And then I'm sitting there watching this Giants team, and night in and night out, all they do is hang in that lead in the West. All they do is win baseball games. They're uh, 35 and 17 at home, 31 and 22 away. Uh, they're one of the top scoring teams in baseball, uh, a run differential of 119. They're constantly on the other side of 500 in terms of winning. You know, every 10 days, they're six and four, seven and three, eight and two. They constantly are winning. And that's just all there is to it. I don't think anyone thought that they would be where they are. And I'm sitting there watching them right now scoring, uh, loading the bases up with one out in the fifth, up 2-1 on uh, Arizona in Zona. And Crawford just singled. And the uh, sacks are full with one out. And I'm surprised, like, Lavulo's going to go out and uh, change pitchers. But, I mean, this is the worst team in baseball they're playing tonight. Uh, Arizona's just pathetic. They're 33-73, and 73, 40 games under. I mean, that's crazy. That's how bad they are. They literally are the worst team in baseball. I mean, honestly, like, the Pirates uh, have seven more wins than uh, Arizona. And I know my Pirates stink. They're 25 games under 500. They're awful. I mean, Miami's gone back to last place. Texas is awful. Minnesota's uh, gone from playoffs to last place. Baltimore is in uh, last place. They got 38 wins. Uh, they got less wins uh, than my Pirates. But they kicked the Yankees' ass tonight. Can somebody explain that to me? I just, I can't get over it. I, I really can't. The Brewers are beating the Pirates right now in the ninth. Uh, the uh, Pirates have the bases loaded, though, with one out. See if they can do anything. They're down six runs. The Orioles beat the Yankees 7-1. Indians today 5-2 over the Jays in 10. Phillies 7-5 over the Nationals. Marlins 6-3 over the Mets. Mariners 8-2 over the Rays. And the Rangers beat the Angels 4-1. So I had an awful night in baseball. Just an absolutely awful night. But I've had so many great nights, I'm not going to sweat it. I have a lot of nights where I hit tons of games, and then I'll have a night like tonight where I hit nothing, and I just can't hit uh, the broadside of a barn, but it is what it is. Uh, and although, you know, the Giants were my top play and the Brewers were my number two play tonight, and then uh, the Mets were my three play, and they lost, and the Yankees four, and they lost. So, I mean, if I can hit my top two plays, I can live with that. But uh, it was certainly a light night. Tomorrow, basically a full slate of games. And in fact, uh, I mean, it's juicy tomorrow in terms of the games. But no Garrett Cole. He was scheduled to uh, start for uh, the Yankees. Now it's Cortez that'll go instead uh, because Garrett Cole has come down with COVID-19. The Red Sox will start up a series at Comerica against Detroit. The Pirates will play the Brewers again in Milwaukee. Astros and Dodgers in Los Angeles. Here they go with that series uh, between the Astros and Dodgers. Remember, 2017, um, the World Series. Uh, a lot of people think that the Astros cheated to win that World Series. 
and that they were stealing signs. Certainly the Dodgers feel that way. And I can guarantee you that the Dodger faithful and the Dodger fans at Chavez Ravine are going to give the Astros living hell, absolute living hell starting tomorrow night in L.A. I mean, that is going to be quite a scene. And how about these two? Uh, basically, uh, the Astros are 64 and 42. The Dodgers are 64 and 43. And obviously, they got Trey Turner and Scherzer, the Dodgers at the deadline. And uh, the Astros didn't do a whole lot of anything, but they both have 64 wins. That series starts up uh, at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night. And that's going to be quite a scene because I think the Dodger fans are going to give the Astros the business. I mean, they are going to give them living hell. Tomorrow night in L.A., sure as I'm sitting here. And that's going to be fun to watch because I always thought that the abuse that they got, obviously there was no abuse last year. There were no fans. So they got a free pass. And then they cried how uh, they don't deserve this treatment. And then this year uh, when there were fans, they got abused. And then Dusty and all of them cried how they shouldn't be getting abused for this that it should be over by now. But they never got it in 2020. So they're getting it now. And they deserve it now. If you never got it in 2020 because nobody was at the games, how do you deserve to be done with it? They're getting everything they deserve this year. When they went to the Bronx, they gave them the business. Uh, they took some serious abuse. Obviously, the Yankees and Astros hate each other. Uh, there's quite a uh, distaste for one another now. And we've seen all the home runs and the blown games. Yankees up five runs in the ninth. Chapman blows it. They lose the game. Uh, you saw all the uh, stuff between Judge and uh, some of the Astros that were the whole shirt, lifting the shirt up, you know, the whole Altuve thing. It's just gotten uh, really heated between those two teams. But I honestly believe, and I said it then, I'll say it now. I think it's going to be way worse at, at Chavez Ravine. I think it's going to be way worse with Dodger fans. Uh, they lost the World Series to them, not the Yankees. Uh, they lost the ALCS to them. But the Yankees got, uh, their fans got riled up. I, I don't think they gave them enough of the business compared to what they're going to get starting tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. I think they are going to get it like you've never seen yet. They've gone to all these places. The A's are rivals. They don't like the A's. They went to Oakland. They got abused. But I think it's going to be top shelf abuse at Dodger Stadium. I do because, first of all, I mean, those Dodger fans, you know, they always talk about, you know, Pharrell Philadelphia and New York, uh, Boston, uh, with all the uh, racism and, you know, that they've heard at Fenway and at, the garden and wherever. But the bottom line is, don't tell me they're not foul-mouthed in New York. I mean, they are as bad as anywhere as far as I'm concerned. I think they're as dirty and ruthless as anywhere, including Boston or wherever. But, uh, you know... Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen 
gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. As long as you can remember. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Farrell on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. So what I was trying to say uh, before uh, the break was that, like, you know, uh, in in Boston, Philly, New York, I mean, these are some despicable fans. Uh, you know, I was a bleacher creature in the Bronx. And believe me, you like, so when I did mornings in New York, the show was really popular. I was on uh, NEW and I was on an FM talk station. It was gigantic at the time. And they invited me to be a bleacher creature. So I went out there and I, I got hammered with them. I ate uh, and partied with them. And, and I went on a road trip with them uh, to Cleveland and I think to Fenway. And they all came and road tripped with me. And I mean, these are these people party like you have no idea. You, you just have no concept of partying until you party with these animals. I mean, they are just absolute psychotic animals. And I love them. They're, they're crazy. But uh, they're vulgar and disgusting and of ill repute. There's no getting around it. But I will tell you that uh, the talk of, you know, Philly, Boston, and New York being the toughest, it's, it's just not true. Like... I think the L.A. fans, for my money, are the worst uh, in terms of, I mean, they mean business. I mean, they'll, they'll stomp you to death. They'll stab you. They will shoot you dead. It's like gangland going to that stadium. And you mess with those people, you won't even make it to your car. You won't see your family again. I mean... Don't get me started on Brian Stowe. Don't get me started on the, the amount of blood they've had in that parking lot, in that stadium. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen anything like it. I've never, you know, you hear all this stuff about these other Boston, New York, and Philly. They're abusive. They're foul mouth. There's no doubt they can be hostile and, and vulgar and throw balls at people and throw batteries and everything else. But... I mean, you can't even deny it in Los Angeles. You can't even argue it that, that they're not. They're crazy. They're absolutely, they're, I mean, they're killers. They'll murder you. They'll beat you to death at a freaking baseball game. 
Like, are you kidding me that you can't go to Dodger Stadium without fearing for your life? If you're a fan of some other team, you want to go see your favorite player play, let's say, uh, you know, you want to go see Tatis play or you want to go see uh, Bryce Harper. You want to go see uh, some other great player in baseball come in there and play the Dodgers. And if you go and wear your uh, your favorite player's jersey and, and go out there to that outfield, you're risking your life. And there's just no arguing it. I mean, if anybody wants to sit here and argue with me about it, uh, you better check your facts. You better uh, take a look at the history of what goes on at that stadium. The fans there are killers. I mean, they'll, I mean, what more do you need to know than it's happened multiple times? I mean, so God only knows. I mean it. God only knows what's going to happen there tomorrow uh, against the Astros. I mean, uh, anything's possible. And I mean it. And I, don't tell me, don't even think baseball isn't worried about it. Don't even tell me they're not worried about it at Dodger Stadium, that all health uh, potentially could shake out at that at that series, and especially the first night of it, right, which is, I believe, tomorrow. So tomorrow night, that's the first game of that series, uh, and all I know is, I mean, anything could happen. So you're going to hear it all at that game. If you go to that game, you're going to hear some profanity like you've never heard, and there's potential for anything to happen. Anything. Um, they hate the Astros. Now, look, uh, if you're stupid enough to be an Astro fan and go out there and wear Astro colors and an Astro jersey, and, and you can say whatever you want about me saying this, but it's so true, it's not even funny. I mean, you're risking your own life. That's it. You're just asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. Um and there's just absolutely no getting around it. That's just all there is to it. So I hope to God that none of that happens. I, I would love to just see a great uh, baseball series break out and that the games are really good and competitive and it's exciting and there's no issues and no problems. Um, I have my uh, druthers. I have my doubts. I, I feel like um, that, you know, there's going to be something bad going on out there with those Astros. What they're going to do, those fans, anything's possible. It's very unpredictable what's going to happen. But they are going to be loud and abusive. I can guarantee you that. And they're going to be nasty and vulgar. And you're going to hear it all. If you're going to that game tomorrow night, you're sitting anywhere out in those bleachers, you better not bring a little kid because you're asking for problems. And that little kid will learn things he's never heard before in his life. And that's just, that's it. That's a done deal. Count on it. So CB3 is saying, let's run it back in the Valley after getting 120 million. I'll say anything. I'll say anything. You give me 120 million, run it back. We're going to win it. Say whatever. Your boy, PJ Tucker, thanking the Bucks fans for um, basically saying, uh, we'll always be dogs. Uh, it was uh, short. He said, our time together, however short, will hold some of the best memories of my life. Forever. You took me in and had my back throughout our journey. And I will forever be grateful and hold y'all near to my heart. I can't thank y'all enough. We will always be dogs. History in the making. We some dogs for life. Um, a little lost for words, to be honest. Still in uh, shock. 
but it is what it is. Today took a hard turn on uh, the road of my career. But like my grandma used to tell me, all you can control is what you can control. Uh, he left and went to Miami right after he got that uh, championship. He said, see you later. Luca, your boy, Luca Doncic drops 20 points, eight boards, 11 dimes, and a blowout win over Germany to advance to the semifinals of the Olympics. Uh, how about Slovenia getting involved with your boy Luca blowing out Germany by 24? He's now 17 and 0 playing for Slovenia. How about this guy? Can you believe this guy, this young kid, what he's done uh, in uh, Madrid and then in the NBA in Dallas and now in, on the world stage in the Olympics playing for Slovenia? It is absolutely crazy that no one can. Stop or figure out this guy's game. He just does whatever he wants every night. And he's taking him to the semis of the Olympics. That's crazy, right? And coming up tonight, USA against Spain at around uh, just a little over an hour from now. Right? At around 1240 Eastern, I believe, uh, they're going to play Spain. There you go. Uh, we'll see if they can handle it. The number was 12 and a half today when we were on uh, Coast to Coast. Kent Bazemore takes less money to join the Lakers than staying with the Warriors. They think they can get some threes out of him. You know, I'm not sold on Kent Bazemore at all to be some huge three-point provider for the Lakers, to be honest with you. I mean, there's no doubt he can knock down some shots. I've seen him have games, but I think he's too unpredictable in terms of his consistency. There's no doubt about it. Everybody in Toronto's uh, all up in arms and thanking uh, Lowry for his time with the Raptors and the championship. Uh, obviously, uh, he worked his ass off in Toronto to win that championship uh, that, you know, Kawhi won him. He didn't win it. Kawhi won it. Kawhi won that title. And, I, you know, who said it? I think it was your boy, uh, Mitch. He was the third option on that team. So they not only did the Suns re-sign uh, Paul, they got uh, campaign, a three-year $19 million deal, and they signed JaVale McGee to help Aiton in the middle block some shots. We told you earlier uh, the Bulls signed Alex Caruso. Uh, Lonzo goes to uh, the Bulls as well. 85 million, four years. That's a fat deal for him. The Lakers also signed Dwight Howard and uh, Trevor Ariza also to the Lakers. We told you about uh, Lowry going to the Heat and they re-signed Robinson as well. So uh, a lot of people excited about uh, some of the moves that uh, – the Heat made. The Knicks signed Evan Fournier, four years, $78 million. They also re-signed Derrick Rose for three years, and they uh, signed uh, Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to new deals to stay with the Knicks. So as far as that uh, Heat team, Lowry, Hero, Butler, Tucker, P.J. Tucker goes there. Duncan Robinson and uh, Adebayo are the main pieces on that team. 
And then uh, they also got uh, Dwight Howard back, uh, the Lakers. So they, they obviously liked what uh, Dwight Howard did when they won the ring. He certainly helped them in the middle. And uh, you get uh, Davis and, and Howard. That was a problem. So they brought him back. He did great in L.A. He did great in Philly. And now he's going back to L.A. And that guy is astonishing what he's done with his body and his career that he just keeps playing. People can say whatever they want about him. Uh, as far as the Knicks, they got Rose, Fournier, Burks, Quickly, uh, Luca Valdoza, who's the uh, Venezuelan guard that's still in the Olympics playing. They also have Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Kevin Knox. Um, Mitchell Robinson still on the team, and they re-signed Nerlens Noel. Lakers also signed Wayne Ellington. The Pelicans got Devontae Graham. Blake Griffin stays with the Nets. Butler about to sign a $184 million extension uh, with the Heat. That's got to be fat money for him. Duncan Robinson, they gave him $90 million. How do you think that makes Hero feel, seeing that his his, uh, partner in crime gets $90 million? And they're wondering if they want to keep Hero. I know he's been working his ass off, but it is what it is. He had a terrible season. The the uh, Simmons asking price has been a hot topic today. Uh, they're asking for uh, four first-rounders and an all-star level player. They're not going to get four first-rounders and, a, and an all-star for that hack. I'm telling you, that's not happening. It is just not happening. Uh, the Nets are interested in uh, allegedly Patty Mills. Uh, the Blazers re-signed Norman Powell. He got fat money, five years, $90 million. Steph Curry about to sign a $215 million extension with the Warriors. That's going to be enormous. But what I, I don't really care about his money because you knew he'd get his money. What I want to see is Clay Thompson balling with the Warriors. That's all I'm living for this year. The one thing I want to see is how that guy comes back from that knee and the Achilles tear after missing two years what is Clay Thompson's game going to be like? Jeff Green signed a two-year, $10 million deal with the Nuggets. Uh, the deals today are unbelievable. Clippers re-signed Batum. The Bulls allegedly going after DeRozan. We'll see if that happens. Cavs give Jared Allen $100 million. It's for all on a bench. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Hey, Scott. My buddy's a fan of yours in Vancouver, Canada. So if he hears you crystal clear, I thought I'd let you know that. Time after time, I sit and I wait for your call. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the Giants went up 7-1. to one. In the fifth on a grand slam by Dickerson, uh, this score that I'm seeing right now is all kinds of butchered. This game is, uh, I think it's 7-5 now with the uh, Diamondbacks. It is 7-5 in the fifth because they just hit a home run and uh, made it a two-run game. So uh, Dickerson hit a grand slam. That made it 7-1. And then they have come back uh, with four runs, Arizona, in the last couple of innings in the bottom of the fourth and in the bottom of the uh, fifth, which is where they are right now, one out. And they are uh, climbing back in this game. But uh, the Giants still lead it uh, 7-5 to over Arizona. Now they finally get the score right uh, that I'm looking at on uh, my phone at what's going on here. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on this one. But boy, the Dickerson shot, the Grand Slam was a bomb to the seats uh, in right. They're playing in Arizona right now, and uh, they lead it by a couple runs. We told you everything else that happened uh, in baseball tonight, a crazy night. But the Brewers ended up winning that game over the Pirates 6-2. They were up 6 nothing in the ninth. Pirates got a couple runs in, but it didn't matter. Trey Young allegedly going to get a max extension, a fat D. Uh, allegedly in the next, you know, half hour, right after uh, the clock turns at midnight, they're going to give him fat money in Atlanta. A wild night in the NBA with all the signings and all the players moving all over the place and going from here to there. We'll talk about it tomorrow on Coast to Coast at 4 p.m. Eastern on SportsGrid TV. We'll see you then. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Peace. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.